1: you found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans 1700 kbgg
2: hi good afternoon everybody and welcome to a tuesday edition it's the ken miller show Trent Condon and myself will speak with you right up until 2 o'clock this afternoon as we do every Monday through Friday. Local sports on your radio or listening device noon to 2 here on 1700 KBGG. Football takes a couple of days off before it resumes. Although you could argue that it really doesn't resume until... Because we're talking about the Rams and the Niners resuming on Friday. But we'll watch. It's football, after all. Uh, but uh, baseball front and center today. Going to do a lot on the uh, MLB as it uh, elbows its way back into the conversation. Uh, uh, topics of conversation. Uh, Scott Miller coming up. He covers uh, baseball. SB Nation. Who's he with now? Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Thank L- you.
3: Long-time CBS for oh, 15 years. Probably something like that. Now yep. over at Bleacher Report.
2: And based in, on the West... Coast, correct? San
3: Diego guy does a little bit for, is it Comcast down there or Fox Sports that has their rights? Yeah. He does uh, some TV work for them as well, but. Yeah, pretty nice gig, living in San Diego. Yeah,
2: no, there's no doubt. Boy, it's a beautiful city. Have you been there very much? I have not. Oh, it's stunning. Stunning. Encinitas it's it's, it's gorgeous. I love it there. I could retire there. No, I can't. I'm on radio. Who am I kidding? (laughs) Uh, Lots of Millers coming your way. Well, you got me. We just told you about Scott Miller. John Miller will be here at 120 to preview Iowa and Penn State. Uh, Zubin Mehente is going to kick things off at 1220 from the Mothership ESPN. Then Scott Miller, then John Miller, and we'll do some 12 conversation with one of my favorite guests, and we don't get them a lot, but when we do, it's usually very informative. Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City star, a lot on the Big 12 uh, and a lot on the Chiefs. The, the Royal season is essentially over. I mean, they would need too much help to do anything. Heck of a run, but uh, not going to go any further than that. So uh, we got a little bone to pick with Mr. Zubin, Mahente, to kick things off. Yeah, but you know, have you read the backstory on why game day is in uh, New York City? Well, I saw something
3: at Awful Announcing yesterday. That's what it is, yeah. About uh, some cable issues out there.
2: And they think that by bringing game day to New York, that may pave the way to smoother negotiations as far as getting... ESPN a better rate, and ABC a better rate, and more distribution in the Big Apple, I, I look, I don't know. I mean, it's far above yours and my pay grade to try and decipher uh, television disputes with um, with carriers. Uh, all as we know is when we get affected, it affects us. Otherwise, we really don't care, right? Mm-hmm. We don't care if somebody's in the Twin Cities or whatever in a battle with uh, their Fox affiliate, so they might not get the Vikings that week, right? You know, I could we understand their pain, but unless it affects you here, uh, it really doesn't resonate. We had that a few years ago. Was it KCCI? Yeah, it was and KCCI, TV? yes, yeah. yeah. And we thought that we would. I, I don't remember the particulars, and mm-hmm. that gets to you know. When you get to be fifty-eight, you'll you'll see what I mean. Same at thirty-seven. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But but it. it I, I recall the thinking. Oh, there's no way that this is going to linger past this date because if it did, we wouldn't be able. What was it? It wasn't the Olympics. Anyways, the NFL playoffs, wasn't it? Was it? I want to say. Was it the? Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right, actually, Trent. I want to say it was in January. Yeah, I think you know what you see. So thirty-seven is better. Than, well, in a lot of ways, <laughs> better than fifty-eight. So, so yeah, that's what was apparently what was behind the game day move. Look, the A team is here. It was yes. confirmed again yep. today that it's Fowler, it's Herb Street, it's Maria Taylor, who I like by the way. She does a nice job. Yeah, she does. Uh, good first because she's, uh, I think, uh, really launching a, a nice career here, and she must be good because look at the plum assignment she's got. She takes over for who had Sam Ponder to Sam Ponder, yeah. right, who's now on. Uh, have you seen Game Day? What do they call it? Is they still call it Game NFL Countdown. NFL Countdown. Yeah. Right. Have you have you seen it Sunday mornings? Yeah, watched
3: a little bit with it actually Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, this morning with uh, the whole of crew and they were sitting on the edge of their were seat waiting for the part. They all liked her. Uh, my what am I What how about
2: the cast of characters though? Not I it seems
3: forced. It's see, it's a little bit off right now, mm-hmm. but that's gonna happen. It's, they're brand new, sure. yeah. I mean, and for the most part, yeah. I think they'll kind of figure out their rhythms. Mm-hmm. She does a great job. Yeah. I I think she did a really well, good she's job. She's a traffic but, cop, right? yes, but the. The repartee seems
2: forced a little bit. With Woodson and, and, and Moss, or mm-hmm. with who? I love Randy Moss, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Do you Eight. like the commercial? Yes. How are you going to pay for these? Well, I mean, that was a setup, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, you know what I thought when I heard that? I, I thought, you know what? Maybe you wanted to save that one for a bigger ad campaign that right. might come your way. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's getting paid decent money. Yeah, But that line, I think, would be much better used down the road if Randy Moss's brand continues to build. And if he gets in the Hall of Fame, and he should. Mm-hmm when we'll find that out the Saturday before Saturday of Super Bowl weekend, I mean, how how do you keep him out? You don't. No, you don't. He's, no. As soon as he's eligible, he's in. Yes. Um, but I, I find myself thinking, boy, I wonder if you straight cash home. He would have been better saved down the road one day. But anyways. What's your Sunday viewing like? You know, I don't watch much until 12 o'clock. Really? Yeah, I don't watch the pregame shows. Now, I have, for whatever reason, caught n f l countdown and and it was this past week um and then sunday are Monday rather I watch it because I want to see come on man I like come on man okay um and i and I love Gruden you know, I've told you this a million yes. times right I'm a gruden guy when the the gruden grinder and Gruden goes inside the uh um we just lost john miller um in, inside the inside the bus with one of the athletes I like that right mm-hmm. um so I watch him. I watch for that. But Sunday's not until noon very much. Really? Yeah.
3: I figured he'd be locked in, Well, but you're then straight noon till 1030. Oh, yeah.
2: Till, till Right. Until yeah. till it's over. And, and if the Broncos aren't playing or if the... I find myself watching more and more red zone yes. than I thought that I would. Um I think Siciliano does a great job of moving you, moving you around from game to game. I think he's good at what he does there. Um, funny looking duck, but that's okay. Big old ears. Big old ears. Not a very big dude, I <laughs> no. don't think. But you know, he's, he's he's good at what he does. So I, I red zone has become a go to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, once Denver plays, it's whether they're off to a two and zero start or an zero two start, or whether they're whatever down the road. If they're, I'm going to watch start to finish.
3: I uh, find myself, especially late afternoon window, if I'm not overly compelled by the late afternoon game, Mm -hmm. I seem to find myself over there a lot more because usually the Bears are on early. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, this season, it might not be nearly as much as it was in some past years. And I'm not a Bears fan because they've been so bad that I have to watch start to finish all 16. You know, if there's a good game on early, I'll find myself over there. It's different than watching Iowa, watching Iowa State. I I don't have that, that level anymore, and I wonder... I wonder if it's just the Bears have been so bad. For I think so it's probably a lot
2: of it. Sure, where when they get good, Trent, you'll be you'll be back. Yeah, you, probably. You, I think you will be. And I wonder the NFL. I mean, it's always been second. Now, to do you, you play a lot of fantasy? So I has, do. Has fantasy and I don't. Has fantasy sports cut into your watching of the Bears because you you, you know your Bears most Sundays are going to stink. Yes. But your fantasy team is something else that you can draw some or get some fun by watching. And is that one of the reasons, maybe?
3: I don't think so, because I played fantasy sports since the late 80s. I've been, uh, I was one of the first people to be into fantasy In the late sports.
2: late 80s, you were seven. Yeah, yeah. Eight, I, nine.
3: Yeah. That's, uh, my first one ever was 1989, fantasy baseball draft. Went into our elementary school cafeteria. My buddy, who I do my podcast with, mm-hmm. his dad was our uh, principal. And so he set it up for all us big sports fans and
2: kind of showed us how to do it. So the school principal yes. is getting together a bunch of his... And what grade are you in at this time? Uh, third Third grade. So <laughs> Jace he... was in sixth. There was uh, the
3: youngest one was in first grade at the time. Little Tommy Knudsen. Yeah,
2: so he's in first grade. Did, did he get on the PA and make the announcement, or no, uh, how, no. how, did, how did it become known to get to the lunchroom if you want to? do... Did, now, did he play and take all your money? No. Well, we did play for money at that time. It he was did. just for fun.
3: Okay. And he had a couple of stickers or something, you know, for the winner stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was him and also our PE teacher. How would that go over today? Oh, could you imagine? Uh, no, I can't. I mean, it would. Front page of the register, it right? It would be. It would be. Even if there isn't money involved, it right. would just have that, that Teaching shady Teaching kids element. how to gamble. Right, right. It's a different time. It
2: moves up. The guy moves up in my book, but it does seem <laughs> like that probably wouldn't fly now, right? Probably not. Probably yeah. not.
3: Maybe I shouldn't even be announcing that. Oh, no. Well, yeah, M- but- Mr. Basgard, he's retired now, so he's, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but that's where it started. I was in leagues where you had the 30, t- at the time, NFL teams. Uh-huh. You picked one player from each team. You just you were locked in. There's There was no free agent. But you had to have four quarterbacks, five running backs. And you're in third
2: grade. Yeah. And 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 there's no computers at the time. So where are you getting your info? There was no fantasy magazines back then, was there? No, no, It was.
3: You get a magazine, an NFL magazine. I remember one year from the NFL one, I had to go, and I needed a player for the Jets. I had one spot left. I needed a tight end. So i pick up Mickey Shuler, right? Mickey Shuler. Mickey Shuler. Mickey Shuler. uh, I learned week one had been put on injury reserve a couple weeks before, <laughs> you're locked in with him for the rest of the year. But yeah, that's where fantasy sports... So for me, it's a little bit different where the fantasy realm, I don't find myself, hey, I have this running back. I have Carlos Hyde. I need a big game out of him, so I'm going to watch the 49ers. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe on Monday night if I have a guy going and it's a game that's not overly compelling, that would pull me in. But Does
2: it ease the pain if you win your fantasy week and the Bears get bludgeoned? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh Absolutely. I probably root more for my fantasy teams than I
3: do for the Bears right
2: now. See, to, to me, that's the and, and maybe because I'm old. I was going to say old school. I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because I'm old that that that's um, I I, can, I don't see how you do that. Yeah, you know, if it's your team, that's your squad. You know, if you if you take a team, you've got that team for life, mm-hmm. and you can't have two NFL teams. No, and you can't have t- you, well, you maybe can do baseballs a little. Anyways, that's uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, get off my lawn right
3: well, you've also had sustained success for thirty years now,
2: well, okay, true, but you know my no look it nothing will ever 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 get over the gut punch that me and everybody else from the city that I was born in can you- and I say this all the time, and people don't understand they can't grasp it when I try to say, can you imagine if I when I was state just left? Just, just just disappeared, and, and the
3: University in, of Iowa became yeah. the
2: University of the Dominican Republic. Right? Are they, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and well, you can't, they can't grasp that. So, no. the Packers leaving Green Bay. Right. That's all they have. That's all. Can you imagine, Packer fans, if your pa- and if you grew up there, or have family, and was if they left, when the Jets left the city of Winnipeg, you have no idea when that feels. Cleveland when they lost their NFL team to ball. It is tough. Yeah. You fall back on the Indians a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Cavs, Cavs are probably, I don't know where, I mean, it's obviously pre LeBron, but when your team leaves and it's the only team, that leaves a mark trend. Like, you, you don't get over that.
3: And you're a hockey guy. I mean, that well, is. By
2: everybody that's born in that country. Is. Right, right. And
3: for you, that's still far and away number one.
2: Oh, God, it's not even close. I, you know what I did last night? I I know you you did last night. I I watched the Wild and the Jets on the NHL Network joined in progress. And you know when it joined in progress – Right in time, like seconds before the Jets are on the power play, and Buffalo gets the puck, and Linea's in his office at the top of the circle, and one times the poor past the poor wild goal, and I went crazy in my living room because Cra- this guy I'm 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 absolutely convinced is going to lead us, and I say us, and I don't I've got one us that drives me when sports talk radio. Guys say we yes or us mm-hmm. drives me nuts. They shouldn't have a job, and unfortunately, sports talk radio is changing, and that's one of the things I don't like most about it. And it is the thing. Right, If you're doing sports talk, you should have a we. You should mm-hmm. have an us. I can get away with it. My we, my us, is the Winnipeg Jets. It's not going to come up a lot here.
3: If you were doing sports talk in Winnipeg, I that would it. be different. I wouldn't
2: do it. I couldn't do it. And, I couldn't
3: live with myself. And I feel I am different. I am a fan. I grew up in this state. I grew up an Iowa fan. I go to the games as a fan. But I've done, I think, a decent job of pulling myself away from that. When it's time to be talking on the radio, mm-hmm. looking at things objectively, because you have to. And, and the we part of it, it is difficult, though, because you have that connection, the connection that you feel. And for people in this state that grew up a Cyclone, a Hawkeye, a Panther fan, whatever it may be, to pull away from that we, it's difficult. It's taken me Why? 13 years to get I to that, that point. I understand. And, and, and I'm maybe gonna... I'm a little bit more jaded than when mm, I started. Maybe. We all kind of get that way. No, there's no question. And, and that's a part of it, I'm sure, too. But it's difficult to pull away from that we.
2: Well, and I'm going to throw a guy under the bus that you that is a regular on your show. Yeah, and, and it's a turnoff for me. I I, have, I turn the radio off when Wolfgang comes on, and he's funny. Yes, he's bright. He's I think he's very. Sp- but we us, I give him crap about it all the zero time. Zero credibility, none whatsoever. And unfortunately, I think he'd be good. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's a learning process. It, it must be. It I is. Guess, I guess I could have never done it. Um, Anyways, let's move on. I don't know. Where, <laughs> we just filled fifteen minutes. I don't know what we talked about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know we're going to talk uh, to Zuba Mahente from ESPN. We'll do some NFL. Boy, Giants. No, oh, <laughs> not. I mean, do you pick the Giants? I'm saying your Giants because you
3: picked them. I picked them to win the NFC East. I still don't think that division is very good. I still.
2: Who would win? Bengals and Giants our two biggest <sighs> blunders this year. <laughs> Mine Bengals, you Giants.
3: First to ten. W- will they get to ten? Probably not. 9-6 oh. final just in. That
2: was bad football last That was really Eli bad. Eli Manning took a sack, and he wasn't touched. Ziggy Ansa hadn't touched him. Ziggy mm-hmm. Ansa was maybe a couple of feet away from him. Eli was already... It, 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 it harkened back to... Remember when Strahan set the sack record? Yes, which gets Favre. Right. At least Strahan had a hand on him. <laughs> At least he did. Last night, Ansa didn't even touch Eli Manning, and he's on the ground. Bob McAdoo. Dead man walking. First coach
3: fired. We'll get into that a little later. We'll have some time. We got some time. Let's do that.
2: We'll do uh, first coach fired. Absolutely. Um, We will take a break. We'll come out. We will talk to Zubin Mahente. He's coming up next year. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
1: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans.
4: 1700 KBGG. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year, autumn. Harvest, Oktoberfest, and what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessenhaus. Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find. At the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines.
1: Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick, or drywall? Or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing, too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today. Midwest. Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We
3: realized we were always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found LaCasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options LaCasey Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. LaCasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit LaCasey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we
1: went with LaCasey. Casey, and you will be too.
3: Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did.
5: You soon.
1: Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive-through options? Food Dude's Delivery has your answer. Food Dude's delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dude's Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com.
2: Welcome back, Ken Miller show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you Monday through Friday from noon to 2. Still to come this hour, Scott Miller bleach your report. We will get into MLB with Scott as MLB moves back onto the front burner, at least for the next couple of days, with the Twins at Yankee Stadium. Yankees draw first blood in that uh, three-game series last night. Twins almost have to get them tonight. We shall talk a little bit about that later. The Cubbies are in Tampa Bay, Archer versus Montgomery. So baseball conversation coming up at about 1240. Right now, he's Zubin Mahente. He joins us on a weekly basis. Always a fun conversation with Zubin from ESPN. Zubin, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you?
6: No problem, I think. So since the last time we've talked, your uh, surprising game day location has been revealed. I wasn't sure when they were going to do it, but uh, I think we may have talked about it on your show. We did. Last week. And we took it the wrong way, Zubin. We at least I
2: did. Uh I thought I was and you couldn't come out and write out you couldn't come out and say where they were going. I thought you made it seem at least I took it that you know what, Iowa fans you're gonna be really excited because game day's coming to Iowa City. I thought that's the hint you were giving us and uh well you disappointed a lot of people, Zubin.
6: <laughs> I would say in in my defense, uh the show coming to Iowa would not be that much of a surprise. Obviously, it's had great participation there in the past. I think most people believe that this is the best game of the week. There is one SEC game that's intriguing. Oklahoma State's playing an intriguing game,
2: too. Yep.
6: Um, but I just think far and away, considering our top crew will be there, uh, this is an incredible game. Kinnick under the lights is a special thing. Uh, Penn State's obviously garnering a lot of buzz. you got a couple of undefeated teams. I think it's probably the right move to make at this particular juncture, although I will tell you, that a couple of years ago, I interviewed Kirk Curb Street for this weekly segment we used to do. And I said to him, you know, what's the one place you have never been that you'd love to go? And for a long time, the answer to that question was Oxford, Mississippi. And since mm-hmm. they've been there, and obviously uh, the Bo Wallace days and all that sort of stuff, the winds over Alabama. Uh, and obviously that was a great scene, one of the better scenes they've had over the years, just because of the unique locale of it. And every school the has, a head, obviously. Yes, yeah, terrific. And so I had actually asked him that question after they had gone to Ole Miss. I think he had been celebrating maybe 20 years of calling games uh, for ESPN. It was like his 20th anniversary. So I said, hey, where's the one place you'd love to go that you've never been? And he actually said, without any hesitation, he said, home in Washington. would love, love, love go to Washington State. Obviously, you guys, if you've watched the show over the years, you know the deal with the flag. But yep. it's also got a rich tradition mm-hmm. up there. I was just talking about this yesterday with somebody. Um, if you're old enough to remember Jack Thompson or Drew Brees or Jason Gesser or Ryan Lee or Rosenbach, whoever it might be, the only reason I bring that up is because next week USC is playing mm. Washington State. I'm not sure if the game is on a Friday it is, or it's a Saturday. A Friday,
2: it's a Friday night.
6: Gotcha. Um, but I think that is something that could garner a lot of attention. because if Washington State continues to win. Right now I don't think they're playing anybody ranked uh, after USC quite a bit of a stretch. It could be very, very interesting because um, when the show is sort of indicated, we'd love to go there uh, if we've never been there, whether it's Fargo, whether it's Oxford. When they kind of get that first ramp-up sort of situation, it's really a lot of fun. So if Washington State continues to win, and by all indications, Luke Falk is eventually going to be the Pac-12 all-time leading passer. Sean Mannion's out there at about 13-6. He can get to, Kent, he can get to 15,000 yards it's by crazy. the end of his career we looked it up yesterday only five guys in the fbs have ever done it timmy chang case keenum there's some names like that but that's an amazing story that's happening out there so that's another one kirk and the guys have their eye
2: so but let's go back to last week just real quick um before we start look looking ahead did, what did Texas do when, as you as you're watching the game? And I assume you were. I know it wasn't on your network. And it did very. It was. It was really, really. I mean, it beat it beat ABC's Clemson and Louisville game. And I know that that game was it's number one game of the week. Yeah, right? it wasn't as competitive as as the uh, uh, as the game out west, but. What, what did you what did you see from Texas that you didn't see maybe the first couple of weeks of the season? As you know, next Thursday night the ESPN trucks and lights will be at Jack Trice Stadium. It's yep. uh, it's the Longhorns and it's the Cyclones and it's a it's a it's appointment television is what it is.
6: What was different about Texas this past week? I would tell you this. I've actually spent some time with Tom Herman and Tom Herman to me is a really fascinating guy. I spent some time with him when he was head coach at Houston last year where essentially he had a terrific year and allowed him to eventually get this Texas job. Probably could have had the LSU job if he wanted. But there was a couple things that really took away. And Actually, we actually spent a good part of our conversation talking about Iowa. I will just tell you that Tom Hearn was not a huge fan of the Iowa winters. <laughs> he grew up in California, spent a lot of time in Texas. Uh, that's the first thing he said, oh, those Iowa winters. He remembered it right away. But I would tell you this. Tom Hearn is a tough love sort of guy. He said he's like a rah-rah guy, look at these $10,000 lockers. you got a TV on top of the locker, and I'm going to get everybody fired up, and, you know, all this sort of stuff. But here's the thing. Even when I met him in person, he wasn't recruiting me. <laughs> he is a tough guy. Um, you can even sense it in the conversation that we had. So what I mean is he came in, and go back and look at some of the stories that I was following this when he first got to Texas. And he said, um, I got a bunch of guys. I don't know if I got any football players. Like, That's generally not the way you want to ingratiate yourself to a bunch of guys that are generally seen as underachievers, right? They obviously have talent, or they wouldn't have been given a scholarship at Texas, but they haven't been able to cultivate and develop, say, like Dabo Sweeney develops his guys. He's getting guys just as good as Charlie and Mac. They just become beasts and monsters when they get on the field. But that Tom went out and said, I got some guys, I don't know if any of them can play. And I think he's the sort of guy where when things aren't working, like let's say week one where they give a 51 point, you're in a situation there where a lot of people look at him and say, man, I don't know about coach. Coach is always dogging on me. Coach is always hitting on me. Coach is always giving me this tough love aspect. And then it sort of flips. What happened at uh, USC Saturday, he says it's a, a there's no such thing as a moral victory for them, and I appreciate that. But I think they can certainly take something away from it. I think at that point it starts to flip where a lot of the guys are saying, you know what, he is tough love. He's not going to give us anything. He's not going to treat us the way we want to be treated right away. But this guy clearly knows what he's doing. And I think that's the overriding thought. Yeah, he can be tough. Yeah, he can get on you. But he clearly knows what he's doing, whether that was evidenced by what he did with Cardale and JT, whether that was evidenced by taking a Texas team that probably had no business being on the field and had them dominate the line of scrimmage in that game. So he's a tough love guy, but I think the players are willing to say, I'm willing to put up with some of his stuff because we always is going to put us in a position where we'll be better. Did we see it in game one? No. But we saw it in game three, and this is a long-term situation at Texas. So to see some remnants, Kim, in week three, when you're plotting years and years out to get there, is a good thing. And I would just tell you, I think the biggest thing with that particular game was Ellinger is his guy. I, I truly believe, maybe I'll just be proven wrong next week, but I believe if Bouchel and Ellinger are healthy, even though I think both are very talented players. Go back, just Google, like, Tom Herman, Sam Ellinger. I mean, he loves Ellinger. He's an alpha. Herman's an alpha. So I think Herman's got his mojo, and now he's got his quarterback. I would not be surprised down the road if you saw St. Shane Bouchel go somewhere else. Isn't that Because a- I really believe, I really believe, just like he had Ward uh, Jr. At, uh, at Houston, he's got his guy now. And when he's got his guy, he's going to ride his guy. So I think things are really looking up. But he's a very mercurial, but very intelligent guy.
3: I want to ask you about another coach as we're heading down this road with you, Zubin. I'm you sure going you've to Lincoln? talked to him. No, not that guy. I want to go to <laughs> Clemson, South Carolina. Mm. Dabo Sweeney. I don't think I've ever heard a commentator talk about him as an X's and O's guy, but after many people wondered, well, is it just Deshaun Watson and a great group of talent? But with him gone, Kelly Bryant steps right in. They're on their way to maybe do another college football playoff. Dabo Sweeney, doing it differently than you normally think of a college football head coach.
6: Here's the thing. I've had an opportunity to meet him every year, as you guys know, the coaches come to ESPN. And it's actually, I and mean, I say this with you know, slightly clenched teeth, when the coaches get too big to come here, they don't come here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but he always... Shows up Like, Jim Harbaugh has not shown up in a couple years. The entire Pac-12 basically decided it wasn't worth coming out there, and they do a big media day at Sony Pictures Studios. But I appreciate the fact that Sweeney comes here. And part of the reason I appreciate that is not just because he comes here. It's because he knows every little piece of juice, whether it's being on ESPN or doing a radio interview or talking to a fan or shaking an extra hand or meeting a booster, every little thing matters. Every little thing Matters, which is amazing for a guy that really has put himself into a situation where he doesn't really have to think like that. Two things I would tell you about Davo Sweeney, which really it make me really just sort of admire the guy he is. He will often tell you this story if you ever sit down with him or you ever get to meet or I, where I would say play a non conference game or a bowl game or whatever with these guys. It was almost 10 years ago where Terry Don Phillips, who was the old athletic director, right now the athletic director is a guy named Dan Radakiewicz. Terry Don Phillips brought him in. He made him the interim coach after he fired Tommy Bowden. And Dabo was walking to his office, and whenever you get the call, I need to see you in my office, and it's the AD. You know what's coming. And he said, "I had a shot. I gave it a shot. Uh, it just didn't work. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm the interim coach." He had all these minds, uh, all these thoughts in his mind as he was going up to Terry Don Phillips's office, and he sat there, and he thought, you know, what was about to happen. Thanks for, the, uh, you know, thanks for the chance. You, you steadied the ship, but we're going to try something else. And instead, Terry Don said, I'm more convinced than ever. And remember, he had not done anything to this point. <laughs> he goes, I am more convinced than ever that you are the guy for this job. Uh, people don't see it yet, but I'm out there. I see your energy. I see your excitement. I see your passion. And amazing to think that when he was walking to his office and thinking, wow, that's going to be a pretty short head coaching career. I'm going to cap out as interim assistant for a guy just got fired. And a decade later, he is generally seen as one of the best coaches in America. Awesome story, awesome story. And that just shows patience matters. Patience matters even at big-time programs, big, big, big-time programs. Sometimes you have to exhibit it. Second thing I would tell you is he's never gotten away from his roots. Clemson is the sort of school that should be able to recruit people from everywhere, everywhere. They are now a brand as much as anybody is. Everybody knows where Clemson is now, even if they didn't several years ago, or what the deal, Death Valley, all that stuff. But he's been adamant, even to this day, that they want to still kind of recruit the Southeast. They just picked up a huge quarterback last week from Brownsburg, Indiana. Yeah, from Brownsburg, Indiana. And Sweeney had said, We were very skittish about recruiting him for one reason. But the time it takes to fly out there, look at him, see if he's right, fly back, see what other offers he's got in the Midwest. Dabble simply said, do you know how many guys we could look at in the southeastern portion of the United States just in the time that would it take us to go look at this kid in Indiana? And you would think if you're a national program, hey, I don't care where the players are, we're going to get them wherever they are. But he has sort of stayed true to his, we're going to win by winning home. All politics is local. You hear all that sort of stuff. So Very interesting viewpoint for a guy that could recruit literally anywhere, show up at any high school in America. People would know who he is, but he's staying true to his roots, grabbing guys close to home. Even Deshaun Watson was from Georgia. He was not that far away. So uh, they've done an amazing, amazing job. And to think a couple years ago with South Carolina, they were getting all the South Carolina guys like Clowney and, and Lattimore, things have really
2: changed. Mm, no doubt about it. Hey, so but just real quick, we've got literally 90 seconds left. I'm not sure you've seen the McAdoo comments after last night. Uh, Eli Manning did not play well. He, he, fan, Phantom sacks. Uh, Eli Manning's time has passed. Uh, I'm not sure he's I got much left uh, in the league. Brandon Marshall, same way. That Giants team is a mess. McAdoo tried to, or he didn't try to. He, he kind of threw him under the bus can you do that with, with, with a veteran quarterback like that? I mean, can Ben McAdoo win that battle? I get it was frustration, heat of the moment, and Eli Manning made a huge gaffe when he let the play clock run down, delay a game penalty in a, in a spot you just couldn't take one. Uh, can McAdoo
6: win? I think so. I think that comment was more along the lines of, I just expect better from a guy that's won two Super Bowls, and I don't think Eli Manning, who has never shirked responsibility, like I don't think he would be the guy that would take that Wrong way. Keep in mind, this has only been McAdoo's second year in charge. Last year, they went to the playoffs in his first year on the job. He is an offensive guru, and that's what's making this whole situation strange. I don't think it's as much as a strain with Eli Manning, Giants' offensive coordinator. And throughout the preseason and the first two, I'm not, I don't care about the preseason, but throughout the first two regular season games, they look like impotent, totally impotent on offense, and that's a little strange. It's sort of like when Brian took over the Ravens. He was an offensive guru with mm-hmm. the Vikings. And they won that Super Bowl on defense because Billick suddenly didn't have the magic touch on offense. I think that's the weird thing. If your whole background is one way, how come we can't do this one thing you're an expert in? But I don't think Eli's going to take it the wrong way. In fact, I think Eli uh, understands that when you're in New York, that's going to happen. And it was his fault. And I think McAdoo had to call him out for it because at 0-2, there has to be some level right. of accountability. accountability. You're in a rough-and-tumble division. So I don't think it's a big deal. It's New York. It's the day after the game, so it's going to get a lot of run. But... I think everybody's fine.
2: Good stuff, Zubin. We'll catch up with you next week. Uh, always enjoy. Thank you, Zubin Mahente. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Zubin Mahente, joining us in the Ken Miller Show. Uh, baseball conversation next. Scott Miller coming up. He writes for BleacherReport.com, does some uh, TV work uh, in the National League West. We will talk to him coming up as baseball elbows its way back into the conversation. It's Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
1: 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you
2: Every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS, and every 90 minutes, someone passes away from the disease. Help provide support to these families and the ALS Association Iowa Chapter by participating in this year's Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS. The walk takes place on Saturday, October 7th at Principal Park. Registration begins at 8.30 a.m., with the walk beginning at 10. Registration is free at this great family-friendly event. Join the fight against ALS by walking with the ALS Association Iowa Chapter chapter on october 7th learn more at WalkToDefeatALS.org. to it's
7: that time of the year again Football's right around the corner draft house 50 best spot in central iowa to catch your cyclones hawkeyes in every nfl game over 50 tvs 50 beers on tap and the best burgers in town draft house 50 your place for all things sports
0: Getting your flu shot at Walgreens is easier than ever. Just walk right in, and there's no cost to you with a $0 copay with most insurance. Plus, when you get a flu shot, you help provide a life-saving vaccine to a child in need through the UN Foundation. Swing by your local Walgreens anytime to get a flu shot and help make a difference. Get a shot, give a shot. It's that easy.
5: Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Through August thirty first, 2018, for every immunization given, Walgreens will donate 22 cents up to $2 million. Vaccine restrictions apply. Talk to your pharmacist to learn more.
3: I can't believe we're on Macy's VIP list. I know. Extra 30% savings on
6: all those great styles.
3: Even on the designers that rarely go on sale. Wait, you mean
2: all the big names will be there? Oh yeah.
3: And with our VIP status, they're 10 to 30% off.
8: I'm so excited. How do I look? Amazing. And we get 15% off beauty and fragrance purchases with our Macy's Carter savings pass. Okay. Where's our limo? Um, we're taking the minivan.
3: (laughs) You're on the list for Macy's VIP sale. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply.
2: Now
6: Napa know-how.
1: Getting the best usually costs a pretty penny. But when it comes to getting one of the best motor oils, your pennies don't have to be pretty at all. Because Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $5.59 a quart. So open up that piggy bank and treat yourself to the best with Valvoline Full Synthetic, now just $5.59 a quart. That's Napa know-how.
6: Napa know-how.
1: General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer expires 9-30-17.
6: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
2: show 1700 kbgg trent condon and myself talking sports with you monday through friday from noon until two right here on the big talker well baseball works its way back into the show scott miller covers mlb for bleacher report long time uh, journalist in the uh, field of baseball and he joins us scott trent condon and ken miller how are you sir
8: Hey, Trent, real good. How are you? How are you, Ken,
2: today? I'm uh, doing fine. Uh, I just, Ken. I'll start with you, if you don't mind, uh, Scott. Um, look, you spend a lot of time in the National League West. The Dodgers are, by far and away, record-wise, still have the best record in the West. They're going to get home field advantage throughout. But what take us back the last couple of three weeks, Scott. What went wrong after they put that together, that almost historic win streak, only to see that thing completely turn around, What went wrong with the Dodgers?
8: Well, there were, were, uh, it was a combination of things. Um, The starting pitching uh, had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, Kenta Maeda, Alex Wood, guys, especially behind Kershaw, um, just took a dive. They went into a slump. Um, Alex Wood only allowed two home runs pre All Star game, Um, he has allowed 11 post All Star games. So, that's that's one small example of the kind of things that started going on with their starters. Uh, bullpen leading up to closer, uh, uh, Kenley Jansen. The setup guys uh, also went into a bad slump. Um, uh, Pedro Baez, uh, one of their main setup guys, his first five appearances in September, he took the loss in three of those five appearances, um, so the bullpen's giving up runs, rotation was giving up runs, and offensively they they slowed down and they they weren't hitting. And Corey Seager was out, and and um, you know he the the slump began about the time he went out with a sore throwing elbow, and you know Corey Seeger is a superstar. That's like like losing your quarterback. Uh, you know, as talented as he is, and as big of a force as he is, both at shortstop and in the lineup. So Seeger went out, um, so it was just one thing after another. And, uh, you know, they seem to have righted the ship some to a degree right now. I thought it was big taking two of three in Washington against the Nationals uh, over the weekend, uh, especially as it pertains to home field advantage throughout the playoffs and as it pertains to the psychological game because the Dodgers, there's a very good chance the Dodgers are going to play the Nationals in, uh, you know, possibly in the National League Championship series.
3: Speaking of the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw last night good early on, then gives up a grand slam as they lose it. You know, since he's come off the DL, it hasn't been what you expect out of Clayton Kershaw. How concerned you couple with what's happened with him injury wise with his playoff success are you for him as he gets ready for October?
8: You know, I think He's one guy I don't think you worry about. Uh, you're right. His ERA since coming back's up around 3.50 and he did give up the first grand slam of his career last night. But I do think it was only his third or fourth start since coming back after missing significant time. And you know, as Dodgers manager Dave Roberts says, you know, they they they're, you know, they part of the timing of bringing him back, making sure he gets six or so starts before the playoffs is to allow him to shake off the rust and uh, get himself where he needs to be so you know i don't want to say it's a cliche to say this is a spring training uh type days for kershaw after he missed so much time but there is a readjustment onto the field He, you know that he is making right now and i think overall he's going to be fine but um you know uh, he, he's shaking off some rust right now. There's no question about it.
2: Scott Miller, National uh, MLB Columnist for BleacherReport.com. Uh, I want to talk about the Cubs. I'll save the Twins for my partner, Trent. Uh, the Cubs... Look, I don't think anybody thought they were going to just steamroll through the National League like they did in their World Series year of 2016. They seem to go through their mini slumps. Then they, they take care of the Cardinals. They sweep them this past weekend after the Brewers did that to them the week before, Scott. Where are you on this Cubs team? Are, are Do they look like they've got that proverbial turn-the-switch r- talent on that roster? Can they get out of the National League again, do you think?
8: I think they can get out of the National League, no question. I think um, it's awful dangerous, though, if people are expecting a turn, as you say, a turn-to-switch type of um, of effort, because I think if the Cubs were capable of just flipping a switch, um, I think they would have done that a while ago. And I know coming out of the All-Star break, they won several games. Right? What Were they do, win five or six out of, in a row out of the All-Star break? Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the proverbial switch flipping and they would run away with the division and it didn't last that long. They fell back into a malaise and then they picked it up again, but you know, they've had troubles finding consistency this year and, you know, I don't care how talented you are. um, It's just, this isn't a game. You can just flip the switch and, you know, all of a sudden turn on the faucet to your talent one day. And, and uh, you know, their, their pitching has been inconsistent um you know they they've they've had uh defensively it's been a disappointing year i don't think there's any way around that um you know they have not been as sharp defensively as as they expected to be. And I think you know that plays right into what I just said about the pitching being inconsistent mm-hmm. you know there have been some games this year where they just didn't um you know they 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 they, they haven't made a play or two which would have picked their pitching up. And so that all plays into each other. So, you know, they still got some things they need to tighten up by October, but all that said, you know, and, and then of course, Addison Russell, the, you know, you lose your, you know, I just talked about the Dodgers losing, losing Corey Seager, you know, it's tough to lose your shortstop. That's uh, that's, that's one of those uh, captains on the field. And, and um, you know, so all this combined, I think the Cubs absolutely have the talent to get out of the national league and return to the world series But it's not going to be easy. And, and, you know, basically, this entire season has shown it's not going to be easy for the Cubs. And, you know, it's more of the same. I think if they get into October and they catch the ball, that's going to increase the chances that a John Lackey or a Mike Montgomery uh, or a Kyle Hendricks is, is, is going to look better on the mound. And that's the kind of stuff they've got to do. And if they don't, then it's going to be a disappointing October.
3: Scott, take us north of the border up to the Twins. Uh, lose last night 2-1 to one, to the Yankees. Game and a half is their lead for that final wild card spot. Handicap it. Is it down to a two-team race in your estimation with them and the Angels? And what do you give the uh, shot for the Twins? I see baseball prospectus has it at 67.4% today
8: interesting who do they have next obviously the angels are are the next uh, percentage after that Mm -hmm. and then i don't even know who'd be after that i just saw seattle in houston and the seattle's dead i don't give them any kind of chance at all the 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 mariners just don't have the pitching
3: it is seattle Um, they're next they're at three percent so it feels like a two-team race
8: yeah i i would agree with that i I think no question two-team race you know I, i think you know This week is going to be telling because while the Twins are in New York, that's a four game series, I believe, right through Thursday. No, three. Then
2: Detroit for four after that.
8: That's right. Okay. So what's interesting is right when Twins fans could get a little nervous saying, oh my goodness, you know, this is, you know, the Yankees, this is a tough week. Out in Anaheim tonight, the angels open a three-game series at home against the cleveland indians so both the angels and the twins have tough draws this week but afterwards you know the twins i think playing in the division they're playing in i mean you know as you said they get a you know they do have cleveland next week as well but uh, after the yankees they finish with 7 against detroit and 3 against cleveland so you know that is going to be difficult The Angels, on the other hand, after Cleveland, they've got Houston for three games, and Houston is still fighting for uh, a home field advantage.
2: Yeah,
8: Yeah. and so the next six games for the Angels, starting tonight, three against Cleveland, three against Houston, are uh, really difficult. And then they finish with four against the White Sox and three against Seattle. So, you know, Twins have the Yankees and Cleveland to contend with. The Angels have Cleveland and Houston, so I'd say that's about a draw. I think the Twins end up holding on. I I think they deserve it. I don't think the Angels pitching is, is, uh, you know, that's been an issue with them all year. Uh, You know, one wild card, of course, is, uh, you know, you never underestimate a Mike Trout team and what Mike Trout can do, but... I do think the Twins are going to hang on. I think they deserve to hang on.
2: Mm. Last thing for you, Scott. Uh, you said you just were in Houston. The Mariners were there. They swept the Mariners. They they clinched the division. So two part question: Houston after the hurricane, what uh, I mean is it? Are you can you see that the city is starting to recover, and and how good is that? You know the success that their baseball team is doing, helping the healing process.
8: Yeah, you know I, I think. I didn't see a ton of damage going in. It's not to say you hear all kinds of stories. I know there's a lot of damage around. I I was in downtown Houston. Downtown seems like it's coming back. Um, you know, businesses were open, restaurants were open, the baseball team was home. Uh you know, the biggest thing I noticed downtown was walking around on sidewalks sometimes you pass areas that would smell and, you know, you heard about all the flooding and it, it, it sounds like sewage was mixed within that. So I'm Mm -hmm. kind of thinking, you know, you walk by areas where maybe you're walking down the sidewalk and there was a big tree, you know, you, you know, you pass like flower beds and trees and stuff like that on city streets. And I, I think, you know, maybe some of those smells where some of that, you know, flooding went down and the sewage kind of stuck around in the, in the soil of where the trees were, it was, it was very humid. It was 90 some de- degrees out and humid. So I think that's one thing. Um, the biggest thing I noticed downtown was just every so often, you know, the smell, you know, flying in. Um, I couldn't tell a lot. I, I mean, I didn't see any flooding or anything. The biggest thing I saw was over a river, um, the two grassy grassy sides on the, either side of the riverbank um, you know, you could kind of see where the water had risen, and the grass was kind of dead, and then the water had sunk back down. So, you know, there were visible reminders of the hurricane. Uh, it, certainly, it seems like the rec- recovery process is is well underway. Um, you know, you feel so bad for these people. You still hear about people that lost their roofs or had house damage to their houses. And I, I was told, I guess, I think there were five hundred thousand cars lost in the floods. So. Crazy. You know, it's going to be a little while still, and then of course the hurricane hits Florida, and that kind of overshadowed, made people forget about Houston. But seems like the city's, you know, going to, you know, is on its way back. But I'm sure there's still going to be quite a few, uh, you know hurdles and obstacles for those poor people to climb
2: if you're a baseball fan scott miller's their national columnist one of them at bleacherreport.com. he cover covers mlb scott you're very gracious with your time we appreciate having you on look forward to doing it again uh, perhaps uh, prior to the playoffs i know you're a busy guy but thank you for what you did for us today scott
8: my pleasure guys thank you
2: thank you scott miller bleacher report joining us here on the ken miller show 1700 kbgg so we're switching gears trent condon uh-huh you know what it's like to when you pass a, an accident on two thirty five. Everybody slows down, takes a look at the at the wreck, right? Don't you love islands? We do. <laughs> we're gonna do similar. We're gonna stop and we're gonna stop and stare at the train wreck in Lincoln. Oh, our old buddy Joe Quinn. I well, yeah. he was my producer at KXNO for for years with uh, with Peralta and. Uh, um, you know, all, all the all – I thought Ken Windy Anyways, and Jimmy B, with Jimmy B as well. Now Joe is doing Afternoon Drive over in Omaha on the ESPN affiliate there. Covers the Huskers. So we're going to catch up with – he's a Valley grad, a local kid. Catch up with Joe Quinn at uh, one twenty for just a few minutes. Just uh, how bad has it been? Because I think today is press day over there. So <laughs> we'll take a, we'll slow down and take a look at the wreck on the side of the road that is Husker football. That's coming up at one twenty. Blair Kirkhoff on the Big 12 at one forty. It's the Ken Miller Show. 1,700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I
0: got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. Weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1,700
8: We're
0: a roofing machine. Guys don't really talk about
3: antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said.
7: It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think, is the fancy word. It's comfortable.
3: Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't, uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough
0: on sweat, not on skin. With great deals on laptops at Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence that with your new laptop, you'll lap the competition. The confidence to know your tech will be up to date. No matter what today's date is, the confidence to score hot new laptops and replace the ones that literally smoke. Everything your business needs for less
3: at Staples. Now, an HP Pavilion laptop with Intel Core i5 processor is $469.99, a savings of $170. Staples, it's Proton,
7: expires 9.23.17. In this tight labor market, finding new employees can be tough. Whether you're the business owner or an HR professional, you want access to highly qualified candidates fast. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, no matter the industry, with Indeed, you get immediate access to a high-quality pool of talent with no long-term contracts or upfront fees. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Independent research shows six times more hires are delivered through Indeed than any other job site, making Indeed your one-stop source for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com offer. That's Indeed.com offer. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.